Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. This is Ninja to Another Color Podcast. Today is January 20th. Welcome to the weekend. Uh, please, I appreciate all the new listeners that we have. We saw a shot up on our new one, so we're going to go ahead and go forward. And hopefully you can give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, give us two stars. If you don't give us any stars, I'll just assume that I'm doing it correctly. Uh, this is a Ninja Another Color podcast. Today we're going to talk about Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, NFL playoffs. Is Tom Brady cooked? Uh, he got Byron Leftwich fried. Is he going to get another job? Uh, what are the Falcons going to do about uh, off-season stuff? Uh, the '90s show, The Last of Us. Uh, in the relationship section, uh, men's love versus women's love. Uh, we have a. This day in VI history, uh, simp options, and do women put up with a broke man? So that's our show today. So let's get it started. If you don't know, Google it. Again, this is Ninja of Another Color Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dwayne Hartley. Uh, you can give us four stars, five stars, two stars, three stars, how many stars you want to. Just give us stars, any stars, because if you don't give us any stars, I just assume I'm perfect. Uh, we are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn. We're still working on Apple. Uh, you can support podcast uh, via Cash App or Zelle. Uh, you can go to the website. The information there. Alright, let's start off with Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, the first game we're going to listen to or go over is the Vikings versus the Giants and take a guess who won. Dozens of throw. First down, far side. Oh, good catch. Near a first down, Jefferson right away going out to get it. Bottom of your screen right now, but they will run into Dalvin Cook. Good couple of cuts by Cook, and then right off the cut, out across the 40. He's got nine yards. On the fake, Cousins over the middle, caught by Jefferson. Another first down, and a good drive on the opener for Minnesota. Cousins a throw. Four-man rush. Pressure from Lawrence up the middle throw. Sliding catch is made by Adam Thielen. And the Vikings going right down the field here. And look at all the DBs on the field. Four down linemen. Everybody else. Seven DBs. 
Cousins rolling, throwing, catches made, and a first down. It is TJ Hawkinson, the tight end they acquired midseason in a trade from Detroit, and the drive continues. Cousins going to sneak it up, throw it in there, and waiting for the signal. He's in. Touchdown, Minnesota. First down penalty, lost yardage. They have to be efficient on those early downs. Pressure on Jones. Sets away, looking. Pumps is going to run now. Jones can do that very, very well. And he's right near a first down marker. Should have it. Jones loads up over the middle. Good throw in catch and a first down. There is Darius Slayton. And a perfectly timed throw, but Jones had time to throw. Jones looks to run. He's got a lot of room to run. Decides to take it, tuck it away. Stiff arm, Daniel Jones of Patrick Peterson. And a first down. Not a lot of guys down here. This Minnesota defense. A little pitch. Barkley looking for a seat. Great cut. Saquon Barkley in for the touchdown. An immediate answer by the Giants. Flip to Jefferson. Jefferson throwing back to Cousins. Cousins going to try and run for it. He is going to get swarmed. That did not work. And Adoree Jackson was there. He snuffed it out. Jones, straight drop. Over the middle. Man is wide open and it's caught by Slayton. Root to run. Slayton inside the 35 and he's taken out there. Second down. Barkley right up the middle and nobody home in the spin. And another from Barkley is inside the 15. Jones going in to call for the touchdown. It's Isaiah Hodgins. First down for Dalvin Cook, who rides away out to the 40. Jefferson lined up near side of Dory Jackson opposite him. Cousins looking that way. Pressure again, running for his life. Floats it incomplete. Third down. Jones rolls near side. Hodgins has a catch and backs into a first down. On second down. Flag flies. Jones takes off and runs. First down and then some. Daniel Jones out to the 40. Looked like a free play, but we'll get the official confirmation. Jones rolls. Can run for it. He's going to take it. And he's going to get it. And Daniel Jones into Minnesota territory using his legs. And it's working perfectly. Six carries, 51 yards already for him. Second down, Barkley makes a cut, surging forward, another first down should be for the Giants. Jones going to keep it, looking for a block, being patient, there's a cut, Jones now with the speed and he's inside the 15. Patient running from Daniel Jones and he's got 12 more. Third and five. Inside the five for a first by Slayton, and it's first and goal. Jones, it's incomplete. 
pressure, but Kingrich was right there. It'll be Graham Gano from 25 yards out. And the kick is perfect. See McKinley here coming off the edge. What's coming? Cousins sees it, throws Hawkinson. He's got the first down, sprinting free to midfield and into Giants territory. They beat the blitz to TJ Hawkinson. Interesting, here are the Vikings. All three timeouts, down by 10 in this first half. Cousins, some pressure on the middle. Hawkinson wide open again, inside the 25, and he flips down near the 21. They feel third and eight, high probability of getting off the field. Cousins fires, caught Jefferson down to the 10, and it's first and goal. On first and goal, Cousins looking, firing, caught Osborne, he's in for the touchdown. because he can bring that action on every snap. On the fake, pressure coming. Cousins gets rid of it. Nice play. Johnny Munt has his first catch. He's got a first down. Three-man rush this time. Now a late rusher comes. Throws Hawkinson inside. Still going and down to the 35. The big tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. I mean, he got punished this year and hung in there quite a bit. Here's a fake. Cousins this time with time. Firing has a man. And he's caught by Thielen. They're not just forcing it to Justin Jefferson. We've seen him spread the ball around. Real quick here. Penalty flies. Cousins. Enzo Smith. He's in. Touchdown. Let's see what the penalty is. So hang on. today trying to bring some good luck his cousins down by three loading up and he hooks up with Thielen for a first down no four-man rush cousins some rush over the middle Look, he's got a first down this came with a four-man rush that time but cousins did enough to move the chains four-man rush again cousins has time Rose and it, but he's short of the first down. So it'll be a fourth down and about three as Holmes on the tackle. 
Cousins to throw. Pressure comes. Fires. Caught by Hawkinson. A big hit by Love, but he holds on anyway. And a fourth down conversion for Minnesota. Cousins over the middle again. Caught again. It's going to be short of a first down, I think, but the extra effort by Hawkinson is right there. How many bodies they have in there? Quarterback sneak. Oh, they jumped. They jumped. You're right. It's coming back. It's on Minnesota. Full start. Joseph has got it. We're all tied up. 24 all. 12 and a half to play. That's coming. It's picked up. Jones walking over the middle of Slayton. Slayton's got a first down and then ducked out of bounds right around the 39-yard line. Quick throw. Richie James. Oh, good time. James has a first down and across midfield. That was a fantastic move by Richie James. Got right around Cam Bynum, the safety. And he picks up 11. Jones looks, throws. Hodgins, is he in? Isaiah Hodgins holding it, and he's inbounds. Oh, my, what a throw and catch. Jones gets it out to Barkley. Saquon has a couple blocks. Shoulder down. Barkley's got a first down. Jones, far side of the field. It is caught, but is it enough? Boy, it's close, but the initial sign a little short as James had the catch. Jones, quarterback sneak, gets smashed, but he's got it. Oh, he took a shot, but that was well after he got the first down. It'll be first and goal, New York. Hustling forward. Barkley, what an effort, and he is in. Touchdown, New York. Third and 12. It's a four-man rush. Still pressure. Cousins incomplete. He was being dragged down as he got rid of it. Giants rush forward. They get home, and they make a stand. Pressure coming, Jones gets it away, one-handed catch, Barkley racing to the sticks and he gets there, what a catch, and a play by Saquon Barkley and he's got 11. They have Barkley dialed up, who runs into a wall, and I don't think he got there, it's going to be a fourth in less than a yard. They go quick on the quarterback, sneak and Daniel Jones has got it easily. Ball is out, but the play is over. Four-man rush. Jones has time. To play. Oh, it's dropped! What a huge play! So the clock will stop as Slayton had a free run. Pressure up the middle. Lawrence has him, and it's incomplete. And a penalty flag. Dexter Lawrence here. You're going to see the pressure he gets. Grabs him and kind of swings him to the ground. Mike, first and 10. Moving up to the 33. 2.30 to go. 
Four-man rush again. Cousins, Hawkinson in stride. And man, what a day he's having. First down out to the 46. Cousins has time. Let's it loose. It's incomplete. Osborne had it flat with the coverage. Fourth and eight. Game on the line. Cousins, Hawkinson. He is not going to get there. And the Giants will take over. Yep. Uh, fourth and 15. They did a check down. But the final score, the New York Giants 31. Minnesota Vikings 24. At home, the Vikings lost, I think, because of two reasons. They underestimated the legs of Daniel Jones. And their offense was a little vanilla. They couldn't run the ball. They really couldn't run the ball. And Kirk Cousins got him up out of there, one and done. Like I said, it's always good to be really bad if you're not going to the playoffs. Either be really bad to get a high draft pick or really good to be in the Super Bowl. So, there's no in-between. All right. Uh, and Minnesota was dropping a lot of balls. Like, third and whatever they drops. Even the Giants drops them. This is probably the weekend of dropsies because even the Dolphins had big drops, major drops in their games. All right. We're going to move on to the, I think, the most shocking and exciting one. Chargers versus... Jaguars and even after this game I don't understand how the coach still has his job. Check it out. And working with all in effect new receivers they spent a ton of money in free agency and it's paid off. Off the fake that's not the way it's deflected and it's intercepted. Drew Tranquil comes away with the ball and the Chargers with a big early turnover gets it back to the 18-yard line after Sebastian Joseph Day batted it at the line. So a big day and a big night for the Bosa boys. Going to toss here. Eckler looks for room and into the end zone. He goes for the touchdown. So the man who led the league in touchdowns this season, Jamichael Hasty is the running back here as they start this drive from the 25-yard line. Off the fake. Time. Throws. And it's hauled in. Nice catch. Nice game. Joey Bosa just went over to the bench. Keep an eye on him. Second and six. And that pass is caught for a first down. He goes back to Ingram. His second catch. ETN. Gets around the corner. Picks up the first down. Gets away from Michael Davis. Will they come on the third and ten? They rush just four. The pass over the middle is caught, but taken down at the 34-yard line. Well, shy of the first down there is Zay Jones. I kind of like the idea of taking the points myself, Al, but I'm a defensive coach. I know you are. <laughs> Fourth and seven. Here comes extra pressure, but the pass is intercepted at the 26-yard line. It's Asante Samuel. So we are five minutes into the game and already two interceptions. Second down and seven. Sidearm flip. That's caught. Nice move here. It's Gerald Everett banging his way to the 35-yard line. 4,739 yards, second only to Mahomes. They go quickly here. 
He fires over the middle, and that is caught. And that is DeAndre Carter making the grab as they went up to the line of scrimmage in a hurry. Deep drop. Fires caught, and that's going to be a first down to the 10-yard line. He goes to Keenan Allen. Third down and goal. As time. Fires in the traffic. No good. Intended there for DeAndre Carter, and in comes the field goal group. 22-yard attempt. And so the Chargers. And that's Asante Samuel. So the Chargers with a hat trick. Three picks in the first quarter. He picks up his second interception of the night. Chargers in business again at the 16-yard line. Eckler following Palmer. Around the corner he goes and he skids out of bounds. Final minute. To the outside. There he goes. Cuts it back. Touchdown. Austin Eckler. He must have heard us talking about it. That end zone is like a magnet for this guy. A 16-yard completion to Ingram. Snack a couple of receivers to the left. Lawrence looks that way. Now over the middle. Now under pressure. And they bury him at the 16-yard line. Kenneth Murray. Number nine. Third down and five. Extra pressure. Fired. And the catch is made, so they put the extra heat on that time, and that is Donald Parham. So in blitz, they come out of it, and they back out, four-man rush, pass is caught, and inside the 30 to the 23-yard line goes Keenan Allen. Second and eight, and that is caught and wrestled away from the tackler is Joshua Palmer. It's the first down, adds a few more, and sets them up with a first down and goal. Third and goal, Herbert throws, caught Everett, and he is in there. Touchdown, Chargers. So Everett got shaken up, was out for a couple of plays. He comes back in, and the Chargers, with an unbelievable first half, Kellen Winslow was off the charts. a yard in. Agnew trying to provide a spark. And he does. Take it out of bounds near midfield. And that's Cameron Dicker, the kicker. Who puts him out of bounds. Third and ten. In the pocket. Fires. And that is going to be picked again by Asante Samuel. Well, what are they going to say here? Samuel, yep, intercepted, intercepted by and down by contact at the spot. Who was your number one pick last year? So a change up front, and the pass this time is caught at the 40 yard line. That's Donald Parham. J.K. Scott to kick it. It bounces. Oh Look out. Hit a Jaguar. It's loose. It's loose. The Chargers think they have it at the six-yard line. They do. Herbert fires too high. So Dicker now comes in for a chip shot, 23 yards, which he boots through. 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the score is 27 to nothing. 27 to nothing. The Chargers are leading. Spoiler alert. You know what's going to happen. Yes, you do. Absolutely. And I still don't understand why the coach didn't get fired. On first down, ETN can find something to cheer about as he picks up 11 first down. The Charger defense has been sitting down on it. Third and anything. They're 0 for 6 on third down. And now they are 0 for 7 on third down and clearly have to go for it here as Christian Kirk makes the catch. 48 seconds. Fourth down, short two. Lawrence fires and they do convert, taking it to the 14-yard line here. Marvin Jones. In the pocket. Fires and that'll be caught for the touchdown. Evan Ingram. So that should stand. And they convert on a third down and nine. Flip it out here to Allen. Picks up exactly what he needs. Third down and ten. Set up a screen, but a little too errant. A little too high that time. TTN now flanks out to the left side. And Lawrence fires, and then it'll be caught for a first down. Spends somewhere around $175 million on the free agents as Lawrence throws. Caught, first down, to the 50-yard line goes Evan Ingram, one of the other free agents. And Darius Williams has a Super Bowl ring with the Rams last year. Second and five, that's caught, breaking the tackle, picking up a first down, and a lot more before he is dragged down at the 21-yard line. Ingram again. Flip it out into the flat. First down. First and goal. ETN. See the whole dynamic changes right now. They go from three tight ends to spread it out. ETN in the backfield. Lawrence looking under pressure. Throws wide open, making the catch. Marvin Jones for the touchdown. Crowd very much alive. Herbert fires and making the grab at the 45-yard line. They say no. The Jaguars do. The officials say yes. Is Gerald Everett. Four and a half to go in the quarter. Flip it out here with some blocking too. And once again, big number seven rumbling to the 31-yard line. Gerald Everett, who's really picked it up tonight. Five men along the line. Send only four, and that pass is incomplete. He hasn't made a 50-yarder this season. The only miss he had this year was from 52. And this time, it is good. So a 50-yard field goal. Second and five. The outside, spinning away, picking up the first down, staying in bounds. 
Marvin Jones who scored the touchdown. Lawrence protected well. Going deep has a man open again. Shane Jones for the touchdown. Picked the right time to take that deep shot. Burke in motion. Lawrence looked that way, fires, and it's incomplete. Back of the end zone, looking for a flag. There is none. Zay Jones covered by Asante Samuel. Herbert. Over the middle, finds his man, took his time, had good protection, and it's Joshua Palmer. Will they put pressure on? They rush four. Herbert has time. Gets away. Gonna run for the first down. Gonna get it. Slides to a halt at the 40-yard line. So the secondary does its work. Third down and four. Pressure. Gets it away. Caught first down. On a third and three. Deep drop and a roll. Flag is thrown from behind. And that not even close. 40-yard attempt for Cameron Dicker. And this time, no good. Only a second field goal miss of the season. Lawrence fires, and that is something Samuel is saying no, and the officials are saying yes. Cleared up the cup. Steps here under pressure, fires, caught, staying on his feet. First down, Christian Kirk across the 50 to the Charger 47 yard line. Holding on Tranquil's number 49 to the outside, caught along the sideline, and that moves to six as Christian Kirk covered there by Derwin James. 10 yards over the middle. That's caught. That's the big man again. That's Ingram. To the 10-yard line, he goes. Second and goal now. Lawrence fires. He ends up caught. Touchdown, Christian Kirk. So Hasty is the running back. They're going for two. And Lawrence reaches over and scores. Minutes to go. Herbert throws and it is juggled and caught, but stopped well short of the first down. Second and ten. Lawrence to throw his 44th pass. Caught and picking up the first down. Christian Kirk. They'll throw. And that is going to be caught at the 50-yard line against good, tight coverage. Kirk covered by Callahan. And they back away. Got ETN. Going to come up about a yard short. Get up there, go quick, run it again, get the first down. Three backs behind him. To the outside, ETN. First down and a ton more. And stays in bounds to the 15-yard line. What a call. Very interesting and unique stuff. 
And this time he gets popped. ETN at the line of scrimmage that time by Morgan Fox. Meanwhile, Jacksonville can set their sights likely on Kansas City. Here we go for the win. Got it, but there's a flag down. There's a flag down as everybody's running out onto the field, but there's a penalty marker. And they call it on the defense. Unbelievable. Uh, that, that is unbelievable. Jacksonville Jaguars won, so they will be going to Kansas City. They'll be going to Kansas City. And Minnesota lost, so the Giants will play the Eagles for the third time. Uh, San Francisco won, so they're going to take the winner of the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys. So, check this out. Westcott is sacked by Vita Vea. They're down in five. Brady has to pull it down. Another pass in the air, and it falls to the grass. With Jason Peters at left tackle, the reason Mike McCarthy went with it is because it, he, he feels it gives him better pass protection. Here's one of the sideline. It's high, but caught. And a nice grab by Gallup. If he puts his foot in the ground, he can turn it loose. And he's still a little jittery in the pocket. Here's Pollard again. Nice hesitation. And Tony Pollard spins out of bounds near the 22. Got 18 yards. Second and 10. Prescott projected. And caught. Touchdown. Dalton Schultz. Extra point is pushed wide right. Of those receivers that we talked about coming to this game so healthy. Good protection here. Third down and seven. Time runs out. Pass is caught by White. What an effort. Rashawn White, third round pick from Arizona State. Second down and ten. Brady throws. Pass caught. First down, Godwin. Missed two games early with a hamstring injury. Suffered in week one at Dallas. Here's White. And now the Buccaneers offense is starting to crank. A gain of 12. Pass is caught. First down. That's Evans. And Mike Evans to the 23. Being able to capitalize and come away with touchdown. They fake the quick throw. Brady pulls it down again and now flips the goal. It's, uh, it's a little risky against him. Second and goal. Brady pulls it down. Now throws it. Intercepted by Curse. And there is a red zone interception for Tom Brady. His first as a Buccaneer. So far yet to have a catch. They're down in three. Quick throw and the pass is caught for a first... 
Prescott wide open. The pass caught by Hilton and T.Y. Hilton to the 40. Knowing where he needs to go with the football and then them catching it and being able to turn and pick up the first down. Prescott keeps and finds the rookie tight end. That's Ferguson and a ton of room inside the 10 near the 6. I think I Spins to the 40. Otherwise, Kate Auden was running wide open. Here's Godwin. There's the screen. And Godwin is brought down. They're going to mark him at the 47. He's off to San Francisco for a divisional playoff game next Sunday. Prescott throws, and he's got his tight end. Early in this ball game, they took points off the board. Third down and six. Prescott flushed out to his left, a lot of room. Prescott. Knocked down by Murphy Bunting, but not before Dak Prescott picked up 10. A stunt up front, Cowboys pick it up, and this one is caught. Good, strong catch by C.B. Lamb. And that's what we did not see enough of last week. Here's a pass caught near the 20 by Gallup and he fights his way inside for another first down. A 12-yard completion of Michael Gallup gone through this second quarter. Second down and four. Prescott. End zone touchdown, Dallas. Shorts his second of the night. Great job. Great drive, Dallas. And now Maher. Misses again. Moving around okay. Third down and four for Tampa Bay. Brady passes incomplete. Godwin the target, and it was broken up by Mukwamu. So they're back to Tyler Smith at left tackle. Connor McGovern at left guard. Here's one floated for Schultz. And he's got it. A juggling catch by Dalton Schultz. What a night he's having. Third down and four. Prescott. Good protection. Wide open and caught. CeeDee Lamb. And he rolls out of bounds with a big play and a first down as he gets 26. Moves the ball to the 22. Pilot right side. Johnny Pilot stays in bounds. Sets up first and goal. Ellie in the backfield at 12 rushing touchdowns during the regular season. Prescott keeps. And that is caught for a touchdown. I'm not so sure Gallup wasn't out of bounds prior to that. But it's a touchdown at the moment for Gallup. He was close. He's missed three tonight, four in a row. 
has done it again. Goes to the face mask of Dante Fowler. Here's Fournette. Delivers a hit on Anthony Barr. It's third down and ten. Brady throws over the middle, incomplete for Evans. And he and Evans have not been on the same page all night in this offense. Social media for the week. Quarterbacks, announcers. <laughs> Second down and six. And Elliott is going to carry for a first down. Prescott keeps. Completes. First down, Schultz. Third down, five. Prescott backing up, and this one's thrown away. In the throw, there was a chance for him to catch it and run. Here's one underneath for White. Puts his foot in the ground. It goes north and gets the first down. Parsons made that last play. Because Dallas continues to play this umbrella coverage, just not one to give up the big play. Here's one of Godwin over the middle, another first down. See if you can't go two verticals and put some pressure on the safety. Good contested catch, Julio Jones for a first down. That's what the, if you have the time in the pocket, you can still get the ball down the field. Here's a wide open Evans for a first down. At the 31. Against the look, got what they hoped for. Good protection. Into the corner. Catch is made. Touchdown, Julio Jones. Big toss. Brady floats, and it's not there. Godwin's looking for a flag, and he's not going to get it. Reading it out and delivering it on target. Here's a throw to Brown out on the edge. Gets a block from Dalton Schultz, and Noah Brown with a big play on first down. Dallas 6 for 10 on third down in this game. Blitz coming. Pass is caught by Dallas. Here's Pollard. Tony Pollard and he gets 11. Got a good block from Zach Martin who is still at the top of his game. Here's Pollard out on the edge looking for blocks and he gets hit hard by Levante David. It's fourth down. Opportunity for Tampa Bay on defense here, fourth and four. Good protection and the pass wide open. Touchdown Lamb. A total breakdown in coverage. And Dak Prescott has had a fantastic night. Every team aspires to do and win a Super Bowl, which Brady has done seven times. And Godwin is on the receiving end with a first down catch of six. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said it felt like yesterday. <laughs> Brady. Sideline, wide open is Evans and down on the knee. Another first down for Tampa Bay. Time the issue now under nine. Maybe he's acting. As Brady airs it out, Evans again with a spin and catch of beauty. They could run the ball, but the Buccaneers this year just simply could not and could not here tonight. So far as the pass is caught underneath by the rookie Kate Otten. This will be pass attempt number 50. 
the ninth, and it's a completion to Otten. Sets up first and goal at the two. who was traded for from the Raiders, activated for this game. Fourth down and goal from the 11. Brady just gets rid of it. Under pressure by Chauncey Golston. And the Bucks will turn it over on downs. And that was the case even tonight with one sack. Anyone who watched this game knew that that pass rush was alive and well. Prescott's going to air it out for Hilton, and it's Davis who had the best shot at it. Mike McCarthy was hired to, to win Super Bowl. First down carry by White. Down inside the 35. But I, I, was Tyron Smith was over there playing the right side, but that's quite a legacy. Tyron Smith's leaving when he walks from this game. Brady, quick throw, pass caught by Jones, and a conversion on fourth down and three. In the years before Brady's arrival here, came into tonight's game five and one over the previous two postseasons with Tampa Bay and a championship in 2020. He completes here to break for the touchdown with 2.04 to go. I'll go for two here to make it a 17-point game, and complete to Evans, and it's 31-14. The Bucks were one of the more underachieving teams in 2022. Onside kick try. Noah Brown couldn't secure it. And with two minutes left, we'll see who has it. Buccaneers think they do, and they do. The discussion this week coming into this game, how would he perform on a national level? Here's one off the right hand of Jones, incomplete. And the Buccaneers will turn it over on downs. He was outstanding as we watched Tom Brady come out to shake hands and find Dak Prescott. If, in fact, this is it for Tom Brady, all I can say on behalf of all football fans is thank you and appreciate the memories. Screw that. We don't want to thank Tom Brady. He took a Super Bowl from us. Okay. All right. This is the Dangers of Another Color podcast. Uh, I am Dwayne Ali. Uh, rate us, review us, give us five stars, give us four stars, give us two stars, give us three stars. Give us any stars. If you don't give us any stars, I'll just assume that we're doing perfectly. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music, Samsung Podcasts. Pandora, Google Podcasts, and tune in. And we're still working on Apple. Uh, we are at this point of the program, we can put a sponsor in, but hey, we um, don't have a sponsor at this moment. If you want to contact us about sponsoring your product, you can hit us up at Ninja of Another Color Podcast. At gmail.com, Facebook, Instagram, or 365366 at gmail.com. Uh, right, is, is Tom Brady cooked? Is he cooked? 
I think he is. But these people really don't want to give him a... Take responsibility for him about him being cooked. I don't understand why. Because he's Tom Brady and nobody wants to say, hey, he's cooked. I just don't get it. Brady, and that was the Change finish up. of what he said. Now, our Ryan Clark doesn't have to explain this tweet. It's pretty self-explanatory. He said, after watching tonight's game, who would want Tom Brady starting on their team next year? So it feels to me like there are two separate pieces to this conversation, Marcus. Yeah. One, did that sound like Brady saying goodbye to the Bucks or goodbye to pro football? And if he wants to keep playing, is R.C. right? I think he's saying goodbye to football. And listen, gee, I... See, here's the thing. Y'all be posting stuff, too, when I say it on this show. Mm -hmm. And then people be in my comments and they be mad. Yeah. But you remember when I said it was time for Brady to go home? Yes. Like, that was that was what I was seeing, right? Tom Brady, listen, we could talk about the perfect situation and the offensive line and the run game. First of all, I don't want to see you go. This ain't basketball, all right? Everybody keeps talking about Jordan and the Wizards. This ain't. Bro, you can get we People get knocked out out there. Yeah. That's number one. The other thing is... You don't want people to remember this about about your career. And, and literally, I was not saying, Tom, go home because you can't throw for 5,000 yards or whatever. Like, this, this NFL now, it's much easier to have a lot of passing yards in this league. The other thing is this, man. Like, when, when I watched Tom Brady last night, this is football. Tom does not want to get touched in a football game. It's not possible. For you not to get touched. Mm -hmm. We saw him ducking and throwing balls into the ground. Obviously, we saw the interception in the red zone. And, guys, this has been all year long. We, like, everybody going to act like last night was the first. This has been all year. If you've watched football, I had a dude DM me and was like, don't get put in your grave talking about Tom Brady. Because <laughs> people care about it that much, yeah, right? Sure. I didn't turn in security. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, but, but on a serious note, last night watching Tom Brady play, I lived, like my mind went to, dude, you can't play in this league like that. You know, like He's cooked. He's done. I'll play it again. I'll play the clip one more time. Listen to Marcus Spears. He's saying he's done. So, do you, the Raiders, do you want a 45-year-old, or sorry, 46-year-old quarterback who's scared to get hit? Do you want that? Hey, listen to Marcus Spears. And he's starting on their team next year. So it feels to me like there are two separate pieces to this conversation, Marcus. Yeah. One, did that sound like Brady saying goodbye to the Bucks? or goodbye to pro football, and if he wants to keep playing, is R.C. right? I think he's saying goodbye to football. And listen, gee, I, see, here's the thing. Y'all be posting stuff, too, when I say it on this show. Mm -hmm. And then people be in my comments, and they be mad. Yeah. But you remember when I said it was time for Brady to go home? Yes. Like, that was, that was what I was seeing, right? Tom Brady, listen, we could talk about the perfect situation and the offensive line and the run game. First of all, I don't want to see you go... This ain't basketball, all right? Everybody keeps talking about Jordan and the Wizards. This ain't... Bro, you can get... We, people get knocked out out there. Yeah. That's number one. The other thing is, 
you don't want people to remember this about about your career. And, and literally, I was not saying, Tom, go home because you can't throw for 5,000 yards or whatever. Like, this, this NFL now, it's much easier to have a lot of passing yards in this league. The other thing is this, man. Like, when, when I watched Tom Brady last night, this is football. Tom does not want to get touched in a football game. It's not possible for you not to get touched. Mm. We saw him ducking and throwing balls into the ground. Obviously, we saw the interception in the red zone. And, guys, this has been all year long. We Like, everybody going to act like last night was the first. This has been all year. If you watch football, I had a dude DM me and was like, don't get put in your grave talking about Tom Brady. Because <laughs> people care about it that much, yeah. right? Sure. I didn't turn it in security. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but, but, but on a serious note, last night watching Tom Brady play, I lived, like my mind went to, Dude, you can't play in this league like that. You know, like you, you just can't. You know, you know they go to the GM. Will teams want him? Yeah, somebody will want him because he's Tom Brady. There's not yeah. enough of a green. But what I learned over the last week, like, look at what's playing in the league. Of the eight quarterbacks left, seven are high-end athletes from Trevor yeah. Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, da- Daniel Jones. And when I think about Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, I think it's passing them by and. When they won a championship down there, it was a perfect storm. They had a great offensive line, they had great skill players, and they had a great defense. And to answer your question, Gritty, sure. Do I think maybe Vegas with Josh McDaniels for one more year, could they squeeze it out? Possibly. But if I'm Josh McDaniels, I want the future, not the past. Let the record show that youth is being served in these playoffs. The oldest remaining starting quarterback in the playoffs now is Dak Prescott. He's 29. Tom Brady will be 46 I mean, when next season. Well, my point is that Tom Brady is 40. Tom Brady yeah, old enough actually technically to be I just father. don't want to see the guy look like that's that. That's the thing. Like, I wasn't thinking Jordan on the Wizards. I was thinking Willie Mays on the Mets. Yeah. Like, that, like, famously falling down in the outfit. That's how bad he was last night. And he threw 66 passes. Of all yeah. the bad throws, the slide tackle was the one that upset that was, me the most. That, was because that to yeah. me, speaks of some desperation. And I don't want him to retire. If he want to keep playing, keep playing. More power to you. People will want him. He can go do it. I don't. I, I don't. His, his um, resume and legacy is unimpeachable. He could be the worst quarterback in football for five years. He still won seven Super Bowls. As long as he don't do no more foolishness like this, yeah, that's, then that's, that's the one that made me like really, we, really bothered. Honestly, like I, I get what you and Mike T are saying about key playing, bro. I don't think Tom Brady gonna win you games anymore in this league. Now I know people are scared to say that. But to your point, G, like where we are in the playoffs, but ultimately, like when you look when you look at this league now, mm-hmm. all right, and we we looking at all of these games being played, your athleticism got to be a part of your game now. Yeah, it don't have to be all of your game. Right. It don't. But in order for you to convert critical third downs, stretch plays out to make plays, you got to be going, bro. Because th- the difference is, and this is what I talk about, like the pocket passer was the guy that we knew you could win a Super Bowl with, but it was all predicated on protection. And then these guys start coming and extending play. Kyle Shanahan calls an athletic game for his quarterback. We, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, just to add to that, like when you talk to the all-time greats like Dan Marino, Brett Favre, guys have been around, it wasn't their arm that did them in. It was the fact they couldn't move anymore. Yeah. Well, I, look, I mean, does, are, are, is what you're saying that if your quarterback is, I'm just off the top of my head, Kirk Cousins, Mac Jones, some of these older guys you mentioned, Stafford, 
is, 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 it, is that day he's over? still one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the world. For sure. So, and he don't want much money. I don't understand why a team wouldn't want him. All right, yeah. so, so let's see what winds up happening. We'll come back to Brady as we go. But I, I want to his name, I want to recapture a conversation that took place in our meeting this morning. Dominique, what was the first thing you said to me about Dak this morning? He had the best quarterback performance of anyone this weekend. And Dan Graziano, how did you respond? Better than Daniel Jones? That was the conversation, and that's the jumping off point. That's, like, good for uh, that's a great gift from uh, ESPN, but Brady is cooked. Dak is an overpaid quarterback, and Daniel Jones going to make money. Um, yeah, man, he's cooked. So he's going to go to another team, probably the Raiders. They'll give him some money. And, hey, that's what they do. Uh, but on that note, guess what happened after that game? Did he put, did he put it on the... The quarterback. Guess what they did. Guess what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. This morning, the Buccaneers have reportedly fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. Cleaning some house, they're also expected to release as many as five offensive assistants to defensive assistants. Shannon, what's your reaction to this news? I told you this. I told y'all this on Tuesday. This was coming. Byron Leftwich was going to well, lose it. It was reported. They were yeah. yeah. Um, that he was going to lose his job because Tom Brady played bad this year. And so instead of saying Tom Brady played bad this year, he did not play like the Tom Brady that we expected him to or the Tom Brady that we had known to love and, uh, uh, know and love, Byron Leftwich. So the same guy that led you to three division titles, the same guy that called every single play when you won the Super Bowl, the same guy that, that, that you were basically a, a, a hold, uh, away from maybe winning the uh, uh, the divisional round and getting back to the uh, 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 the championship game, you got a, a blown coverage, and who knows what happened if this game goes to overtime. That same Byron Leftwich, now he lost his job. Because why? It's always, if Tom Brady does not succeed, it's always got to be somebody else's fault. It's never his fault. Now, they're talking about, well, he said we couldn't run the ball. In 2019, the Buccaneers was 26th in rush. In 2018, they were 27th in rush. So when in the hell did they ever have a top 10 rush offense? Not even before Tom Brady, not doing Tom Brady. Mm. And when you throw them out I mean, of, when they won on their Super Bowl run, they, they ran it well. Uh, Remember playoff Lenny? Yeah, now he layoff Lenny. Well, he was. But, but okay, but here's the thing, though, Skip. Tell me, tell me the team they have a top 10 rushing attack when a guy throws the ball over 700 times. So they weren't Because remember the year before he got there, Jameis threw for 5,000 yards. Had 5,000 turnovers also. That's why he's where he is, and Tom Brady ended up going to Tampa. Mm. But instead of saying, you know what, Tom had an off year. Tom didn't play bad. I mean, Tom didn't play well. Let's put all of this on Byron Leftwich. Now, remember, Byron Leftwich was so good, Tom Brady got Bruce Arians out of the head coaching job and bumped upstairs because he got tired of the hard work that he and Byron was doing and B.A. was coming in there late to the show and with his little red marker, he was crossing this out and exiting that out. That's the same guy. That's the same guy right there. Byron left and sitting next to him. I feel bad for Byron. I feel bad for B. Let me tell you why, Skip. He had an opportunity to take the job at Jacksonville. He did. And because they wanted to put their own general manager in there and not let him bring his own, yep. he turned it down and went back. He withdrew his name. Yep. Now, the likelihood of this man becoming a head coach is not very good. It's slim to none. And slim ain't on no diet, so he gained weight, so it ain't going to happen. Yeah. 
man, this 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 is some bull jive. And they know it's some bull jive. Tom, I don't care. They can fire ten offensive guys. Tom Brady didn't play well. Tom Brady is responsible for that man losing his job. Before Skip uh, chimes in, yes, he is responsible for him losing his job. And the question is, will he get another head coaching job? No. Let me not say no. It's be unlikely that he'll get another head coaching job because he turned down a head job with the Jacksonville Jaguars because of the uh, not wanting to work with the GM. And guess what happens? Those 32 owners talk. So you might be on a shit list. You never know. Uh, because he turned it down, uh, but the dude, the dude wanted his own GM. But I hope he gets a, a shot at the head coach job because there's four out there: Indianapolis. It should have been one of the Chargers, Texans. He can do, he can be, he can do good at Texas. But he's probably gonna get a OC job and probably linger until he retires or whatever. But yeah, man, just because they don't want to. They want Tom Brady back. They made him a scapegoat. Uh, back to the clip. I disagree with that, but I do not understand why this man lost his job unless they just decided as a group they, they had to do something. Somebody had to pay for 8-10, and 10, which was the final record. I don't think Tom Brady is going back there, so I don't think this was Tom Brady's doing to fire him. No, no, Tom yeah. Brady doing with the way he yeah. played. Okay. I don't blame... Byron Leftwich at all. I don't blame Tom Brady very much at all because the offensive line was just a shambles compared to what it was a year ago and certainly two years ago. They couldn't run the football. Their receiving core was graded 19th best in the league. What do you think is going to happen? You can't play action. There's there's not much the coordinator can do because I don't think there's a whole lot that the quarterback could do. And I, I still believe if you put Patrick Mahomes in Tampa Bay this year, he would have had a long year. And no coordinator could have saved it. So I, I don't understand what was happening here. I, in, unless there's something internally where he got sideways with somebody. I, there had to be some more to this story because you yeah. can't blame him one inch for what happened this year. They felt that he changed a little bit because when Todd got the job, yeah. he didn't even get an opportunity to interview for it. Okay. And he said, that at least give me an opportunity to interview for the job. Because remember, Skip, he's been the offensive coordinator since 2019. In three of the four years, they finished top three in points scored. Yeah. And so this was the first year that they finished outside of the top three in points scored. They finished outside of the top in a lot of statistical categories because everything was down. They were normally second or first in a lot of categories, and they went from tw- they went to 25th and 22nd in red zone touchdowns, 21st and third down conversion when they were second, 25th in point differential when they were fourth in 2021. And they were sixth in turnover margin. They went to twentieth in turnover, sixth in twenty-one, and then twentieth in, in twenty-two. Okay. So a lot of things offensively changed. Yeah. All right. Here's where I would blame Tom Brady. If it's true that he wanted Bruce Arians kicked upstairs before he came back out of retirement to Tampa, if that's true, then I think people at the top thought that was a, the wrong move because I know for a fact some people at the top believe they missed Bruce Arians' input into the offense. So whatever he redlined on Friday, they thought was good. That they missed his touch on offense because he's no risk it, no brisket, and had a flair for it, whatever. And B.A. held people accountable. Whether it's Tom Brady, whether it didn't matter, B.A. will hold you accountable now. So is it possible they're just greasing the skids for B.A. to come back down out of his upstairs office and actually 
and be the head coach? No, be the coordinator. I no, hell no. Skip, why would I do that? Why would I, why would I let you relieve me of my duty of being the head coach of a football team to come back and be the off season? No, no. Because he did it his whole life and he was good at it? No, no, no. Skip. There have been very few times, a lot of times, uh, uh, guys that once they become a multiple-time head coach, it's hard for them to go back to being coordinator. Okay. Because you've been the boss, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> you right. have a boss. And this rumor persists that Sean Payton would be interested in Tampa. And I don't yeah, get it interested. because I, I don't think Tom Brady is interested in Tampa. So you're, you're going to go for what? Yeah, exactly. Who's and, your quarterback? And, and you hear the reports that, Tom, that uh, uh, Coach, uh, uh, Sean is looking at 20 to $25 million a year. Yeah. They ain't but a handful of teams can pay that. One of them in the Midwest and the Rockies. Because that owner's worth sixty-five billion, yeah, he can I, pay twenty twenty-five to me. I, I think these these gentlemen can pay whatever they want. I don't. I don't just give them. Do, can do, can. Do you remember once will. upon a time they went and got John Gruden? You remember that? Yeah. And they paid a ransom. Eight, that was eight million in two first-round draft yeah. picks. Now you still gonna have to give up compensation. The Saints like, wait, hey, we got a valuable commodity. We know how valuable it is. It's gonna probably cost you a first rounder. It would maybe mid, late second first rounder. Yeah. And then you got to pay him. Skip tonight. You got to pay him twenty twenty-five million. You do. I got it. Well, there was that rumor last year, the speculation that Sean and Tom were going to be some kind of a package deal to Miami. Yes. But at that point, I could see where Sean would say, Miami's a good football team. It's got a foundation. Yes. So if, I, if Tom will go with me for two years, it would be a great start. Start. But now, I don't know how much longer Tom wants to play, if at all. Right. Is it just one more year? So right. Sean can't risk, well, I'd go to Tampa and try to start over with a quarterback right. who's going to be there for one right. year, and that's going to leave me where? The, the same plays. That Tom Brady won the Super Bowl with. Tom Brady was voted by his peers the number one guy. Those same plays, all of a sudden, they don't work anymore. Now, all of a sudden, Byron Lever can't call a play. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's nothing this, this man never got. All the football that he's acquired, the knowledge that he's acquired through a player and a coach, all of a sudden, ain't nobody. It seems to me I'm on an island by myself that says Tom Brady hasn't played well this year. Instead of acknowledging that Tom didn't play well, well, let's buy the offensive staff. Let's buy the, uh, uh, Byron Leftwood. Come on, people. Y'all. He's cooked in the covering for him. I know damn well Tom Brady didn't play well this year. Acknowledge that. It's okay. I'm saying that he didn't play well. He's still a seven-time champion. He's still the greatest quarterback to ever play. All of that is true. Two things can be true. You can be great at this and not be good at that. Yep. And that's what happened this year. He did not have a good season. He did not right. play well. Uh, all, all I can tell you is I know this for a dead solid fact that the people upstairs at Tampa Bay do not think Tom was the, the problem this year. That The quote that was given to me was, we still believe he's as good as 99% of the quarterbacks but, but, out there. Okay. So that's their mentality, and that's all that matters right here. Can I ask you yep. a question, Skip? If he wasn't the problem, what's the question you're asking? You're asking. What's the question? Because what he is solution. If he is not the problem, if you're not a problem, my grandfather said, boy, if you ain't the problem, you are you the solution. So what's going on? He wasn't the problem. Was he the solution? Well, he was against Carolina. Can you see, again, that 17 game. Okay, what yeah. about the other 16? The other okay. 16 games they played. I, so, I know what their attitude is, that there's no way they would have won the South without Tom Brady. Skip, you, you, you were in a okay. you, Skip, think about the quarterbacks he's up against. He's up against Andy Dalton. I got it. Uh, Trevor Simeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Uh, 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 Taysom Hill. Yep. He's against Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Sam Donald, P.J. Walker. Yep. He's up against Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. That's what he's up against. And you're yep. talking about there's no way we would have won this division without the bra. And look but, what happened to you. But they were a bad football team. Yes. They fell completely apart. Yes. They, they weren't a fourth of what they were two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. So, okay. so oh, they weren't. No. So, 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 so was, was Tom? 
Okay. Well, Tom, a fourth of what he okay, was. Remember, he came into the year, as you pointed out, voted by his peers as the single best mm -hmm. player, player in all of. Covering for him. Why? Please, I just need to know why. Pro football, single best player, not quarterback, that player. Think, let that sink in for a second. Ooh. The best player in the NFL voted by his peers put that season on tape. Yeah, okay. I'm not blaming Byron at all. That I'm is. just saying, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, something's going on here. Under, yeah. There's <laughs> something between the lines here yes. that I'm not yes. seeing because yes. it, it yes. makes no sense. Even if we do the Sean Payton scenario, yeah. if, if, if you were going to hire Sean Payton and you said we got to clear the deck so we just got to get Byron out of here, you'd wait until you hired Sean Payton and then it would it would well, just be natural because he's bringing his own well, staff clearly, in. With right? that being said, Skip, clearly uh, Todd Bowles is going to come back as the head coach. Because if that's the case, why the hell you find an uh, offensive coordinator if you think you're going to get Sean Payton? Because Sean Payton ain't going to be no coordinator. So, so, I mean, he's going to call the play. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah right. but he's going to be the head coach. Yes. Somebody's gonna be, somebody will have the title as yeah. OC under Sean. You're absolutely right. Sean is going to call the plays. Yeah. But, I'm, but that's what I'm saying, Skip. Given what you just said, the season that he had the previous year in 2021, yeah. and, and, and considering that his peers voted him the number one player, you have to play a lot a lion's share of the play at his feet. Okay. Uh, all I know is... This was extremely unfair to Byron Leftwich. That's where we agree. Yes. It's extreme. It's wrong because he was not wrong here. He, right. he was not the reason that this right. crumbled. Right. So the point is, I don't get it. And I feel for Byron because he went from this close to being the Jacksonville head coach to this close to be, to this, He went from this close to being the head coach to this far to ever being a head coach. Being any head coach, I would agree, because this does not look or feel good. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. And that's why, Skip, that's why, I, and, and see, remember I said, and I, we've been talking, you and I, we've been talking about this for six years. This is why African-American coaches can't turn down jobs. Can't. You can't do, you, you can't, can't do what Doug Marone, you can't do what Josh no. McDaniel did no. and think, because, boom, you get fired. Josh McDaniel got fired from the Broncos, and then he went to the Ram and got fired from there, and guess what? He right back. Remember, Skip, during the season, he came at the end of the season and was on the playoff staff with the Patriots. I agree, because the point of the Jacksonville Jaguars job a year ago is that quarterback is there. Yes. And you should look and say, I, I, I got to do this. Yeah. I, I got to do it because I know I can go places yes. with him. Yes, because that's, that's what, you know, and Sean, Sean says he's looking at the front office. I, I read what he said. Yeah. He was talking to Colin. He said, I'm looking at the front office and a quarterback. But the front office is the most important. Okay. Well, that might be the case. But you can have a great well, front office. That's why Byron walked away from this. Yeah. You can have the best front office. I tell you what, Sean, you had a great situation. What do you think would have happened if you didn't have Drew Brees? <laughs> Good question. You can do all that front office you want I to. Agree. That guy, yep. he controls it. Yep. He's your pedal. And everything else is puppets. Yep. See what happens if you have Andy Dalton. <laughs> and Trevor Simeon. You see what happened in New England? Yep. All of a sudden, they ain't favored to win the E. They was a, oh, who win the AFC? Oh, the Patriots. The, the, the favorite to win the AFC? The Patriots. Yep. Okay. Now they, now they 25,000 to one. Oh. Where they was, was minus. You had to You had to put up money. Big money to try to win some money. Yeah. I feel bad for you, B. I'm sorry, bro. Bad. Yeah. That which was the scapegoat. He shouldn't be, but he is. And again, like the man said, don't turn down a job because you'll probably never get another chance because those 32 owners speak. They speak 
together they speak aloud and I don't understand why well I understand why he didn't take the job uh, but he should have he should have took the job because they had a quarterback he could have gotten along with um, the the um, front office until he gets another one but hey He's gonna be like Eric Bieniemy, just Eric Bieniemy and um, what's his name from the Detroit Lions? He was the old coach. He just the Rooney Rule, just interview him and, and that's it. Interview and they just say, oh, I just we just uh, satisfied the Rooney Rule, so, and then they hire the person that they want to. So, yes, at this point, this is the Ninjas of Another Color podcast, uh, where we try to give insight to pop culture and current events, sports, movies, uh, rate us, review us, give us five stars, give us four stars, give us three stars, even give us two stars. If you give us no stars, we just assume we're doing it correctly. We are available on Spotify, Amazon Music. Uh, Samsung Podcast, Pandora, Google Podcast, tune in, and we're still working on Apple. Right now, we're going to go to the Atlanta Falcons offseason. Currently, right now, their cap space is 56 million, barring any trades or anything like that, extensions. They can probably bump it up to like 70 or 90 by extending a couple of people and cutting two individuals such as Mariota and the corner. Um, this is Light Blue Football. Check us out. So just wanted to make a quick NFL News and Rumors video for you guys talking about Brian Flores and the Atlanta Falcons. So uh, here on the screen is a tweet on Twitter from Josina Anderson, which says, I'm told the Atlanta Falcons have requested to interview Brian Flores for their defensive coordinator vacancy per league source. So uh, it seems like, well, while this coaching carousel has sort of gone on and teams are requesting interviews with you know different coaches uh, currently employed by other teams, uh, there has been some interest so far um, this offseason. Uh, I guess currently for some teams, but the playoffs for others, obviously. Um, in Brian Flores, uh, who I spent, who last year spent, um, you know, time with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I believe, as their linebackers coach and like a defensive consultant potentially. If I'm wrong, if I apologize if I mispronounced or if I you know missaid his exact titles, but um, you know there, there's interest this time around uh, for Brian Flores to be elevated. Um, as a defensive coordinator somewhere, potentially with the Atlanta Falcons, as mentioned in this tweet. Um, there's also been some head coaching um, requests as well for uh, for Brian Flores. So uh, it seems like Brian Flores could be leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason uh, and joining a team in an elevated role uh, from what he was with uh, with the Steelers last year. So uh, the Atlanta Falcons are a team that uh, are in need for a defensive coordinator uh, and Brian Flores being a defensive-minded uh, coach uh, back when he even was a head coach for the Dolphins, more of a defensive-minded guy, uh, could be a tremendous fit uh, for the Atlanta Falcons this offseason. Uh, I know, you know, for example, Cordero Patterson uh, showed his support on Twitter by saying, uh, I believe something around the lines of like, 
you know, if Brian Flores goes to the Falcons, this would be fire or something like that. Uh, so he definitely has support of Brian Flores potentially um, heading down south and joining the Atlanta Falcons um, as their new D.C. So we'll keep an eye um, on Brian Flores as there are going to be some other teams uh, to request interviews with them this offseason uh, that already haven't already. So uh, just wanted to give you guys a quick update uh, in regards to uh, the Atlanta Falcons and Brian Flores uh, as a potential defensive coordinator fit uh, for the 2023 NFL season. Leave your thoughts down below in the comment section. Uh, thank you, Light Blue Football. Yes, I think that will be a slam dunk hire. But they interviewed Nick Vanjo, a couple of coordinators. But this guy should be the person that we go after because he's black and he was good. Everywhere he went, defenses made strides. Um, and he's black. So I was like, okay, I can live with that. Also... We can squash that rumor about um, Lamar to Atlanta because the Ravens are going to give that dude, they're going to back up the Brinks truck for that one, that he is going to do that. And um, I also heard a rumor about Jalen Ramsey. I would think about doing Jalen Ramsey if the price was 11 or $12 million because he's set to to make, I think, 18 or 19 from the Rams. If they cut him, and the defense is on the upswing, so they make some good moves, and I would do that for the right price, and they got to fix their offensive line, and that should be a good fix for the Falcons moving into 2023. All right, moving on. Uh, I know... It's out of left field, but guess what they did? They redid the the 70s show, and they made it the 90s show. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but here's the scene. Hey, me and my friends are going up to the lake. Hold on. Who are you? I'm Jay. Jay Kelso. No. Uh Uh-uh. No way. Look at this guy. Look at him. Look at him. He's got his dad's looks and his mom's braids. Like straight A's last year. Sweet Lord, it's evolving. <laughs> hey, you kids, you have fun now, okay? Oh, and if you jump off that cliff, do it naked, okay? Because when you hit the water at the right angle, it's like doing it with a lake. with my boy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding you. Come on, let's hug it out. What do you think? Michael, let's go! Damn, Jackie, will you just give me a minute to enjoy this? The vein on Red's forehead is about to explode. Gross. I don't want old guy blood all over my wedding outfit. You're getting married? We married. That's our second remarriage. Well, this one's gonna stick, right? Yeah. Jackie, white honey. Really? It's before Labor Day, 
And if people think it's our first time, we'll get better gifts. Oh, FYI, we're registered at Bloomingdale's, and I will judge. Let's go, Michael! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's a remake of a remake because they did that 80s show and it bombed. Uh, so on this show, you have Red, Kitty, Fez, Eric, Donna, Michael, and Jackie. And the other guy couldn't make it because I think he's in jail or still uh, still um, going through court for uh, option, um, sexual offense or something like that. Uh, I haven't checked it out, so I'll check it out next week and give you a report. Um, moving on. There is a new show on HBO, HBO Max. It's called The Last of Us, based off a video game. Uh, I haven't checked it out, but check out the trailer. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Cargo. Why are you so important? Somewhere out west. They're working on a cure. I think what really impressed them was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. She's so much as twitches. The Last of Us. I do not know why we love apocalyptic lone wolf and cup stuff because this the vibe I get. Uh, it's about a virus that hit in twenty thirty two, a couple years from now, and uh, yeah, they probably got the idea from um, COVID. So yeah, I haven't seen the first one, but I will check it out. Okay. At this point, we are, we can 
have a if you have a sponsor we can put a sponsor in this portion of the podcast and you say what's the name of the podcast the name of the podcast is we can just run another couple of podcasts uh rate us review us give us five stars give us four stars give us three stars give us two stars give us any stars if you don't give us any stars um i will assume that i'm doing correctly at this point we are at we are on sorry spotify Amazon Music Samsung Podcast Pandora Google Podcast Tune in and we're working on Getting Apple And we're trying to get Apple So we can go ahead and Get Apple To do Get Apple to go ahead and sponsor us. And as you know, I'm from the Virgin Islands. And at this point, I'm going to do a VI history section uh, with this kindly young lady named Gabrielle. You can find her on Facebook, uh, TikTok. She gives great information about the Virgin Islands, Virgin Island history, uh, a lot of those stuff. So here we go. Uh, this day in VI history. And done with a Haba St. Thomas just yet. Back in the late 1600s, when the rest of the Caribbean was fighting off piracy in their land, the island of St. Thomas was welcoming them. The governor at the time, Adolf Esmet, made an under-the-table deal with the pirates that if they sold their treasures to him, he would allow them to have safe harbor in St. Thomas. Obviously, this ramped up pirate activity in the area. And obviously, our Caribbean neighbors were not very pleased. Pirate Ja Hamlin was creating a ruckus in the Caribbean Sea. He had stolen treasure from several British ships, and the word was when the British army seized him to kill him on sight. Of course, Adolf Esmet wanted a piece of the pie, so he was like, come on to St. Thomas and I'll give you safe harbor. The British get wind of this arrangement. They come to the St. Thomas harbor and find Hamlin right there with his ship. A big fight ensues and Hamlin's ship is sunk to the bottom of the St. Thomas harbor. The school children have said that the treasure is at the bottom of the harbor to this day. It's a new day and we ain't done with the harbor of St. Thomas just yet. Back in the late 1600s, when the rest of the Caribbean was fighting off piracy in their land, the island of St. Thomas was welcoming them. The governor at the time, Adolf Esmet, made an under-the-table deal with the pirates that if they sold their treasures to him, he would allow them to have safe harbor in St. Thomas. Obviously, this ramped up pirate activity in the area. And obviously, our Caribbean neighbors were not very pleased. Pirate Ja Hamlin was creating a ruckus in the Caribbean Sea. He had stolen treasure from several British ships, and the word was when the British army seized him to kill him on sight. Of course, Adolf Esmet wanted a piece of the pie, so he was like, come on to St. Thomas and I'll give you safe harbor. The British get wind of this arrangement. They come to the St. Thomas harbor and find Hamlin right there with his ship. A big fight ensues and Hamlin's ship is sunk to the bottom of the St. Thomas harbor. The school children have said that the treasure is at the bottom of the harbor to this day. So if you want to go diving for treasure, you can go ahead and check out St. Thomas Harbor. But hey, 
I don't know how true that is, but hey, if you want to go ahead, you can go ahead. You got to split up with the government, so good luck with that. That's uh, VI history. Uh, we are currently right now on Friday, January 20th. And we are in the VI section of the Virgin Island section of our podcast. Uh, we are going to continue this weekly where we do VI stuff because I want to promote the culture and uh, the quality. So right now I am stalling so I can do... Yeah, that's a fine for fine for dead air. So give it a couple of minutes. This is the VI joke of the day. If I offend anyone, please, I do apologize because we are from the VI and we just having fun might be a little insensitive but if you can't take a joke can't take a joke so fine dead air again so we're gonna go ahead and wait and count to one two three four five six seven Guess what? This counting is brought to you by a bill. Oh God, this fuck is big cup with a dana. I don't know what time it is, dude. We are the East Side. I stop playing. What's up, bring? I'm all stunting. Hey, hey, man. First question: Is what you want a whole daughter or a gay son? Oh, daughter, a gay son? Yeah. What? Let me answer that. Hey, run a Check out. Watch out. At the end of the day, I gonna love my daughter if she bully man. And yeah, what's up? Why you come at fifty at the age of sixty? No, that, that's a lie. That don't happen. Them think <laughs> oh, you should think yeah, happen by. Happen. That's a overdo. That's a but watch out! If I get a body man, son, I can't live with that. I can't live with that. Damn. Why you disown your son if he becomes gay? I can't. Eh? Why you dis? Why you disown your son if he becomes gay? Oh, disown him, you know, boy. He more like a deal with that because she gay, so can't be me. Can yeah, what about you? That, that's a dog. That's the beat, dog. I can't have a gay son, man. Dog, if I find out my son taking sing up the BD Chris, dog, it's over, dude. That man got bush. Right. That man got bush. Me want to see that man no more. All right, but that's what's up, man. All right, the views that just heard are not the views of Ninja of Another Podcast. It is just comedy. Yes. That's the VI jokes of the day, and we are going on to our relationship section. So, ladies and gentlemen, okay, got a question. 
do women love broke men? Will they tolerate a broke dude is my question. But I got this. There's a, a clip I'm going to play. Do you agree or disagree? It says broke black men smash better. Why are black women sleeping with mostly broke men? And when, when, why wasn't this happening when I was broke? When I didn't realize this is not for fault. a long time, what? I didn't know I was supposed to be faking the orgasm. I did not know that. Like legit. Okay, so let me just say. So what do you just sit there quietly? I mean, no. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm, but you have to fake the finish so we can wrap it up. I did not know that. So like, I didn't understand that was mad because I wasn't achieving That's... the climax. I did not know that. And then the this one that I dated was like. And it just makes me feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm like, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, right. I'm, I'm no, sure. you had to have the final. Ugh. I did not know. Well, but I, you know what? Really? Why aren't I having the final? Right? And yeah. it wasn't until I had a dude who really, um, you know, how do I put this? He was broke, and so I think that in his mind he was like, what? I can't give financially, so I'm gonna give vaginally. Listen, ain't nobody and, gonna, you like gonna need a place to stay. <laughs> So you're saying because he doesn't have any money, he emphasizes in the sexual department. Ladies, is this true? Reach out to us uh, either at Ninjas of Another Color Podcast on IG or Ninjas of Another Color Podcast Gmail. Let us know. Is this true? And I'm offended. Uh, he like solved the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, I can do this." The bleaker the future, the better that dick. Yeah, leave it to a fat. You gotta be kidding me! So you telling me I could got more ass while I was younger than now? Really? Are you kidding me? That's some bullshit. But keep playing it. Black ass masculine bitch to say some shit like that. Smash the likes and hit the subscribe. Cooking with Frank. Uh, Frank sounds angry, but it's kind of crazy. How they tell us all the time that we are providers, but it always goes to what I say. Women want to fix, would rather fix a guy than be with one who doesn't need to be fixed. Again, you can respond to that one on IG. Uh, we're also on TikTok. Or oh, you can send us an email at ninjas of another color, color podcast. Oh no, ninjas of another color at gmail.com. Uh, let me know what y'all doing because that's some bullshit. You're trying to tell me I'll get more, more women if I'm broke? That's fucked up. And it's horrible. Like, why am I working so goddamn hard? Okay. Uh, this next one uh, is the difference between women love and men love. Again, this is our relationship section. 
change the moment you like meet the right woman. Yeah. That's cute, but no, I mean, uh, I, I have, <laughs> I've had love for women, but I'm never gonna fall in love with her because when you fall in love with a woman, what happens is you start to lose grounding and you start to lose that rational thought. A lot of the stupid things that men do is because of love. So you're scared to be vulnerable. No. And let yourself go and be in love. Like you're gonna block yourself from like emotion and to feel something that could be really amazing for you because you're scared to be vulnerable. No, because I understand that men and women are different and men love women far differently than women love men. Men love women for real. Women love men. Women love men for real. No, they don't. Women love men under the premise that they provide value. Men love women idealistically. Women tend to love men more from an opportunistic standpoint. And your standpoint on women is going to change the moment you like meet the right woman. Yeah. That's cute, but no. I mean, uh, I, I have, <laughs> I've had love for women, but I'm never gonna fall in love with a woman. Because when you fall in love with a woman, what happens is you start to lose grounding and you start to lose that rational thought. A lot of the stupid things, stupid things that men do, is because of love. So you're scared to be vulnerable. No. And let yourself go and be in love. Like you're gonna block yourself from like emotion and to feel something that could be really amazing for you. Because you're scared to be vulnerable. No, because I understand that men and women are different, and men love women far differently than women love men. Men love women for real. Women love men. Women love men for real. No, they don't. Women love men under the premise that they provide value. Men love women idealistically. Women tend to love men more from an opportunistic standpoint. Go back to that Chris Rock. Women children and dogs are loved unconditionally i agree with him we love differently we just do and it's just crazy that people don't understand that we love differently we absolutely love differently totally different because if we love the same divorce and cheating wouldn't happen and that's the one thing I don't understand is, yes, we are due to past or whatever. We come to relationships in different stages, but we don't love the same. Maybe if we understood that the different sexes express or show or love differently, maybe relationships can be saved because in 2023, the mindset of I think men and women are totally, I mean like totally different totally totally different maybe because of social media that they're getting people to come out and show a false narrative but listen to this this is one of the mindsets that scares the shit out of me relationship with a man and you're going 50 50 on the bills that is your roommate that shit right there like no man wants to hear that you have a roommate you don't have a roommate you have a partner we want partners we don't want roommates if i wanted a roommate i would have said i wanted a roommate but listen to the next woman These men did y'all hear this girl because she's clearly not a woman. So let me get this straight. You want a man to take care of you 
as well as pay all the bills while you sit on your black ass and do absolutely nothing all day. Or if you do work or have a business, you want to keep what little money that you earn to yourself. Because it's got to be little money because that's broke girl mentality that you're speaking on. And I'm looking at you, you about a six. That's being generous. I'm trying to figure out what exactly you bring to the table. As for me, I'll be damned if I have my man out here working to the bone, trying to take care of me and this family when I am full able-bodied and can get my ass out there and work as well. You see this mini mansion that we living in? We got this shit out the mud. But don't get it twisted because at any point, if he's unable to work, I can take care of all this shit by myself. Utilities and car payments, you feel me? That's the mindset that a woman should have, not being a leech. Yeah, nobody wants a leech. Wants a partner. Want somebody who got your back. 110. 10 toes down. You don't want to be out to dinner and you forgot your wallet and she says, you're doing it on purpose to piss me off. Nah. Sometimes shit happens. Like I always say, you don't have to pay. Just reach for the check. Just reach for the check to to make me think you you understand what I'm talking about. And at this time, you can reach us at on Instagram at ninjas of another color. Give us some feedback. Let us know what we're doing. Answer the questions. Do in relationships, do we love differently? Do we understand each other? Uh, do you want a partner? Hit us back. Talk to us. All right. This is Ninjas of Another Color Podcast. Uh, rate us. Review us. Give us five stars. Give us three stars. Give us two stars. Give us any stars. If you don't give us any stars, I'll just assume I'm doing it correctly. We are on Spotify. Amazon Music. Google Podcast, Pandora. Samsung podcast, tune in, and we're still working on Apple. Uh, I'm a Samsung guy, so that'll take a minute to get on Apple Podcast. So, and we'll check you next week. Science.